You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 137. Is grandma's house full of toxic mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. In today's episode, Steve, what are we talking about today? Uh, the title is, is Grandma's House Full of Toxic Mold, um, but mainly it's about being exposed to toxic mold when our listeners are away for the holidays. So I wasn't, I, I, I wanted to add that second part because I don't want to claim only grandma. <laughs> well, what's funny is we're, what, five days from Christmas? Yep, we're not far, so... And a lot of people are either going to family because they finally can in a post-pandemic world, or... I don't know if i call it post-pandemic. Well, as post as we're going to get. How about that? Yeah, yeah, if you're current on your shots and doing what you're supposed to do, I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure what else we're going to have to do, but anyhow. Well, I think that the key thing is it's not just grandma's house that we're talking about this topic, right? Because what if somebody rents a Airbnb for the holidays? Right. Yep. It, it could be any... Anywhere you're staying away from home Okay. for the holidays. And that includes hotels too. Exactly. Okay. And we've talked about those before. Um, I'm sure last year we said it's staying at your aunt's house. I don't know what we said last year, but... For all the grandmothers out there, we're not picking on you. Could be your grandpa, could be Motel 6, could be the Four Seasons, could, you just never know. That's very true. And so when you say you just never know, it really brings up the question of how do you, how would people know if they're going somewhere that's not their home for the holidays? How would they know that they were in a house with mold that should be of concern? Well, for our listeners, obviously if they're listening to this, they take it serious. Mm-hmm. Um, our listeners obviously know that indoor air quality concerns aren't just mold concerns so you know when we when we say a relative's house you know it could be that crazy ant that 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 puts a bunch of perfume on and 
and, and VOCs are causing headaches. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of similarities with VOCs and, and mold exposure. You could get headaches, you could see for mold, you would see the mold. Whereas VOCs, you wouldn't see that. But, you know, if you, if you know wherever you're staying, I, I mentioned um, a, a low-end motel, and then I talked about high-end motels. You know, the low-end motels, you're going to get what you pay for. So, you know, maybe they don't maintain their roof on the hotel. Maybe the family member you're staying at doesn't maintain their property. Most of the time, you'll see it. You can see water stains or whatnot. But going back to, you know, having the health concerns, it could be runny nose, headaches, watery eyes, a rash, all sorts of things that you would just notice. Like, hey, I don't, I don't experience this stuff when we're at home or I'm at work. And could uh, could guests bring mold into another person's house? They could. Okay. Uh, Cross contamination is always a concern. Um, for the most part, the biggest concern we have with cross contamination is is taking. Let's just say that your cousin, you're you're all going to a family member's home, and your cousin has a moldy home, and isn't. Uh, well, I don't want to say this in the improper way but not very hygienic and he could bring or she could bring those toxic mold spores into the family member's house um, that can get transferred to the couch or you know then they can become airborne or whatever so yeah they could now as far as can somebody else bring a mold infestation with them not really if that makes sense they can bring different mold spores and introduce them to the house but is that going to cause a mold infestation? It wouldn't unless you had the right conditions inside that, that property. Well, and I guess that, that really was my question in terms of the right conditions, because I could imagine a family who rents a cabin in the middle of a snowy place, and they love to ski, and they have three little kids, and they all ski. If those people are there for a week, and the kids are taking off all their snow gear at the front door and the snow gear is allowed to get wet. Is there enough time if you're on a week's vacation to create a mold problem Absolutely. or not? Okay. Yep. 48 hours. Um, so our, our listeners, hopefully you've read some of my books, taken some of the courses. If you've listened to us long enough, you know there are three main components you have to have in order for mold to start reproducing. So the first thing you have to have is the mold spores. You're, you're not going to get rid of that, right? It's in it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're in a lab with negative air machines, and I mean, you know, I don't I don't even think operating rooms are that high tech. But you have to have the mold spores. You have to have the humidity above sixty percent for forty eight hours. For forty eight hours straight. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then you have to have a food source. So that food. So going back to your your analogy, you would have everything right there. So after forty eight hours. Mold could start growing, and like you said, if they just pile all the clothes right there at the entry, those clothes, there won't be proper ventilation, so those clothes can't dry out properly, they can start growing mold. Now, to kind of throw a monkey wrench in all of it, you know, some of our listeners would say, well, so, okay, they throw all their stuff in the corner, but then the next day they go skiing again. Mm -hmm. Does that reset the time clock? That's a tough question to answer. Does that make sense? Well, it is because let's say that, that they're throwing their ski stuff on the floor on Monday and part of the moisture from the ski stuff gets in the carpet and underneath yep, the carpet the on Monday. 
Yep. Then they do it again the next day. That's building up. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean by it gets complex. And you know, we would have to know what type of flooring it is, and you know, what what's is there subfloor below it? Is it is it concrete? Is it wood? That's what I mean by yeah, it can get very complex. And the way you said it is is that is a perfect scenario. So let's just say it's carpet, or you know, uh, let's just say it's it's a cellulose material like wood flooring that's not sealed properly. You keep introducing that moisture, and if you, it's a chronic issue, which, you know, we're only talking about a week, but for 48 hours, as long as that humidity is 60% in the certain area, which it could be in the crawl space below it, 48 hours you can have mold, a mold infestation, that's when they start to reproduce. So the mold spores are there, you introduce the humidity, you already have the food, then those mold spores start to reproduce, and then it becomes a mold infestation and gets bigger. Got it. So then um, what should people be doing? I mean, because obviously if you think about the original scenario, you go to grandma's house, you go to an aunt's uncle's house, you're looking for visible mold just to make sure that the health of your family is going to be okay. But if you're the one introducing, like how do you prevent that spiral? If, if your behavior, snowmobiling, skiing, any of the stuff that would involve some taking off of outer gear or boots, that could lead to a moisture intrusion. What do you do? Well, so for for the for your asking is, is so far listeners are the visitors that they're going to a different place and they're snowmobiling. Correct. So they would not, you know, and we've talked about this with laundry rooms and wet clothes. Uh, we've talked about it. We did an episode I think a year and a half ago about universities and and molding locker rooms. Locker rooms, yeah. So if you if you you know if our listeners are going somewhere and you know they're going to their their cousins who live in the mountains and they're going to go snowmobiling for a few days, make sure now you got to be careful. <laughs> you don't want to tell your cousin who's the homeowner, hey, you probably shouldn't pile all your clothes right there. I mean, yeah, information would help, but you got to just be careful. It'll be like, hey, you know, I'm going to hang my snowmobile gear up because I listen to this guy. And his wife on a podcast, like they know their stuff when it comes to mold, and that can cause a mold concern. That's you know that's kind of a good way to say it without telling your cousin, hey, don't do that. You're causing a mold problem. Yeah. But but you as the visitors of the property, you can do everything you can to make sure that you're not contrib- contributing to that mold infestation or mold concerns. Okay, so that's really. Your, make sure your behaviors aren't contributing yeah, to it. Yeah, be proactive. Okay. And, you know, and it, like I said, you, you have to be careful. You know, I mean, I, I know our listeners understand this, but the holidays and family, you know, we already had Thanksgiving, but, you know, sometimes people have beefs with each other, and the last thing you want is a beef over someone claiming you caused a mold concern at their home. And, you know... That you say your mother-in-law or father-in-law, maybe you don't get along that well. You just got to be very careful of how you word things and how you act. And so I know there are a lot of OCD people out there who are going to, you know, go to their family's house or rent an Airbnb. And the moment they see one water stain, they're going to freak out because they're going to think it's mold. (laughs) What should people be looking for? But how do they determine what's worth really getting highly concerned about i mean is one water stain enough is that enough of an evaluation to say hey this is a problem staying here well so 
so I would view this as I would a, a mold inspection or even say a VPA. We see we see a mold stain, and so I say, you know, and I'm I'm using this analogy with with one of our clients, and I say, well, what happened up there? And they say, well, there was a bathroom, or there's a bathroom above it, and you know, we had our grandkid over here, and and, and or grandkids, and they splashed all over in the tub, and it happened for a few days. We didn't realize it. Then when we noticed it, we made sure that there weren't. Uh, you know, moisture intrusion events that were contributing to that. Maybe it could have been a roof leak that they fixed. Um, just because there's a water stain does not mean that there's mold. So from a, a specialist point of view, a water stain would warrant going, looking further into it. Uh, you know, one of my, f I wouldn't say famous or favorite lines, but when I, when I do uh, reports, I always report it as should be further evaluated or investigated. So just because it's a water stain doesn't mean it's mold. Now, depending on what contributed to it, is there going to be mold on, on the, the back side of that? Let's just say on the attic side or in between the floor joists? There could. You just never know. So, you know, my, my, the easiest way to answer that question is, is a water stain mold? No, but it could be. So when we're talking about the people who are renting out, let's say, an Airbnb, don't you think that's one of the reasons why it's critical to look at the reviews for the places you're about to stay? Because what, from what you're saying is be proactive, investigate some more. But when you rent a cabin in the middle of nowhere and you've already paid your money with Airbnb, it's not like you're going to be able to call somebody the same day and say, could you investigate this water stain? This is exactly. where the reviews become important. Right. right. And so an Airbnb, you know, versus say staying in a hotel, there's a big difference. Um, and even at a hotel, they're not going to call a mold specialist to come in and do testing. They're, they're just going to send their, their maintenance guy up there and he's going to be like, oh yeah, that's been there forever. But for an Airbnb, you're right. Like you can't just call and have it further evaluated. Now, if all of you guys are getting sick or all the occupants that are staying there, then you probably have an issue. So, you know, that that's where our listeners, they have to make that call. That's not up to me. But, you know, just to reiterate... Like I said, a water stain doesn't necessarily mean it's a mold problem. Correct. So, you know, just just look around. I mean, we've talked about this before. When we go to hotels, like pretty much every hotel, if you look at the wall adjacent to the tub shower enclosure or whatever it is, stall shower, there's always water damage right there. Now, does that mean that headache you got's the reason why? If you're at a family member's house, does that, if you think it's mold right there, is that why you have a headache? We don't know. Maybe you just don't like your cousin or his <laughs> wife. Or does, does that make sense? Yeah. So don't just jump to the conclusion that it's a mold concern. And, and keep this in mind. Even as a professional, I never say that's mold. We say it's suspected mold or a mold-like substance. We can't technically put it on paper that it's mold unless we sample it and send it off to a mold lab. Just, you know, because everybody likes to sue everybody these days. But So it sounds like what you're saying is no matter whose house you're going to, whether it's grandma's or hotel, you should keep your eyes open and do an inspection upon arrival. Right. You should notice things. Yep. Uh, do further investigation if you can. And if you start to feel any mold sickness symptoms, you should have a conversation with the family member or what have you. Right. Or, you know, I don't. I don't want to get any of our listeners into a argument with their relatives, um, but maybe you have a conversation with your spouse and your kids and say, hey, you know, 
here's our options. Maybe we should just go stay, say you're at a family member's house. Maybe we should just go stay in a hotel. But keep in mind, you could be leaving that family member's house and go to a hotel that has issues. So be careful. And I guess my point is to answer your question, be very careful of how you approach things. Um, obviously, I'm a mold guy, but I don't think I'd like it if someone came to me and they were staying in our house and they're like, hey, I'm getting headaches and all this stuff's going on. I think there's a mold issue. You know, so be careful how you approach things because obviously we say this all the time, approach is very important. And like I said, the holidays are already kind of tense for people. And sometimes you're around family members you don't care to be around. So be very careful of what you say and what you say to your, your spouse and, you know, I'm sure you get what I'm saying. Yeah, be tactful, uh, handle it well, approaches everything, tone of voice matters. Yep. And always have a plan B to stay somewhere else if you need to. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, our listeners would be like, well, I've never wanted to stay at my mother-in-law's anyways. Now it's a great excuse. Don't don't use Steve as (laughs) as your scapegoat, but you know, you don't want to be exposing yourself to a mold concern in someone else's house because... There are permanent health effects that you could be suffering if you expose yourself at someone else's place. Meaning, you're not going to necessarily bring that mold concern back to your house, but the negative health effects will still be there, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So what is your call to action for people? Well, like you just said, make sure to walk through and do just a visual inspection. If you're... If you're going to a family member's house, you don't walk through their house and do an inspection, but just pay attention in the bathroom, the bedroom you're staying in, the living room, family room, wherever you're spending most of your time. Airbnb, walk through and make sure nothing's wrong. Write stuff down. Take pictures. Do your documentation. And it never hurts to bring your humidity gauge that's in the mold box with you. Exactly. So you can keep track of the humidity. Yep. Yeah, it's something I talk about all the time, and humidity gauge is huge. It's... They're not expensive. It, it's a great indicator of what's going on. It's I tell people, you know, it's like taking your blood pressure. If you, if you have blood pressure issues, taking it routinely is a good thing. Just like looking at that humidity gauge. It'll tell you a lot about what's going on in your home or someone else's home if you're traveling. Absolutely. And they can find that in the mold box. Yes, and the mold box is something they could bring with them when they travel. So they could That's document. True. They could track humidity. There's lots of things in the mold box. We'll give them That's packaged in a nice box that they can bring with them. They could buy a couple of them and give them to those family members that they think have mold issues. Good Christmas present. Exactly. There you go. You can get them on our website. (laughs) cncontractorservices.com. Be sure to check out the mold box. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.